0: Okay, we're gonna be a little jingly today, but hello, guys. What's up? It's your girl, Alexa, back at it again at Dive Studios with the How Did I Get Here podcast. And so, of course, welcome back to How Did I Get Here, where we live our best lives on the internet and come out on the other side knowing more, but not feeling all that much smarter. I am your host, and you are welcome once again today. It is me. It is moi, your favorite four foot eleven, one forty nine centimeter, uh, living being. I suppose. Yes. Um. We are still waiting for our dear friend Jay to be one hundred percent back at it. Letting him rest, get back to the best condition he can be. Until then, please bear with me in the meantime. And again, we are uh, looking a little bit more bare minimum than last time. And why is that, my friends? Well, if you kindly remember, uh, Dive Studios is in the process of moving to a bigger and better studio. So we'll get there eventually. But for now, please enjoy your nice little aesthetic, minimalistic um, set we got going on. Who doesn't love minimalism? Am I right, lads? Um, also... Do not forget to subscribe to our podcast, leave reviews, and of course, you can check out full episodes and not just little bitty snippets here and there on youtube.com slash dive pods. Dive pods, like the Tide Pods. Don't eat those, but dive pods, Tide Pods, there you go. Full episodes. Yes. So we're just going to go ahead and hop into today's topic, which is, are we living in a paradox? Dun, dun, dun. So to start off, of course, what is a paradox? For those of you who might not know, if I can um, click things. Oh, that is highlighting things. That is not what I wanted. Yeah, There we go. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. So what is a paradox? A paradox is a noun, of course, a situation or statement that seems impossible or is difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or characteristics. Um I believe an example here is it's a curious paradox that drinking a lot of water can often make you feel thirsty. Hmm. Inter- interesante Right. I said I'm going to do it in Spanish cuz Jay got the English and we know he can't speak Spanish so I'll take the Spanish. So, Inter- interesante. Let's see. Um what else? I guess there's different uh, versions of the par- like there's different definition for paradox in itself cuz another one is um similar to the first definition but it talks about containing opposite oh no wait That hold up is this the same definition a situation or statement that seems impossible or difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or characteristics a statement or situation that may seem true but seems impossible or difficult to understand because it contains two opposite facts or characteristics wait that is hold up I don't know. Okay. So a paradox is basically that how would I summarize this in my own words in English? Paradox. Paradox. Let's let's just throw that on the search. Paradox. Huh. Um, examples of a paradox. Your enemy's friend is your enemy. Wait, your enemy's? Okay. Okay, yeah. I am nobody. Also paradox. Let's see. A wise fool um let's see yeah I was gonna say this sounds like a bunch of oxymorons in a sense but let's see ah George Orwell's animal farm that's got a lot of uh, paradoxes yeah if you didn't read animal farm in school then you are one of the lucky ones Um, we had to read this in school let's see Um hmm oh Shakespeare Hamlet I must be cruel to be kind that's another paradox right there okay interesting so back on the topic though, like, are we living in a paradox? Let's uh, close that tab right there. Let's see here. Uh, paradoxes that are true in real life. Let's check that out because that might provide some insight. This is from markmanson.net. Oh, I love that we got the MC Escher painting going on in the background, love that. Okay, so this page says, a lot of truths in life seem nonsensical on the surface. You have to prod a little deeper. A five-minute read by Mark Manson. Let's see. Uh, Some of the most important truths in life are contradictory on the surface. They seem like Im- they seem like impossibilities, yet experience proves them to be obvious over and over again. It isn't until you look a little deeper beneath the surface contradictions that the real grains of wisdom emerge. Let's see. Um, here's one example. The more you hate a trait in someone else, the more likely you are avoiding it in yourself. Ooh. Uh, Carl Jung, yes, a friend from last time who is not Asian, this is a European man, Carl Jung, <laughs> believe that characteristics and others that bother us are reflections of the parts of ourselves that we deny. Uh, Freud? Freud? Because Freud, Freud, mm? there's no I in there. Freud? I don't know. Freud? Freud? Uh, referred to it as projection. Uh, most people will call it being an A word. Mm. Um, for example... Uh, The woman who is insecure about her weight will call everyone else fat. The man who's insecure about his money will criticize others for theirs. Oh, it's like, you know, when you think about back when you're like in middle school or high school, you know, your teachers or peers always tell you, don't mind bullies because they're just projecting their insecurities onto others. It's like, you know, it's kind of like that uh, whenever someone talks about bullying, it's typically like this person isn't happy. So they're gonna project their unhappiness onto somebody else, and that's where a lot of bullying comes from. So bullying itself, I suppose, could be a paradoxical kind of situation. Let's see, people who can't trust can't be trusted. I would agree with that to some extent. I mean, you know, uh, this reads that people who are chronically insecure in their relationships are more likely to sabotage them. Uh, Call it the goodwill hunting syndrome, but one way people protect themselves from getting hurt is by hurting others first. I mean, I guess if you're talking in relationships, that's kind of a little dodgy because it can go either way, honestly. Because if you are afraid of like being cheated on, for example, you typically want to break up with your partner first. I mean, breaking up with your partner isn't necessarily hurting them, so to say. But I mean, I don't know. In the paradox of those who can't be who can't trust can't be trusted. I, I agree and I disagree with this one. Because I feel like some people have like unreliable or underlying, unreliable, underlying um, trust issues, and sometimes you can't really help but uh, have those. So I mean, I feel like you can put your trust in people who don't trust others, depending on the situation. But hmm, the more you try to impress people, the less impressed they'll be. I agree with this one. Let's see. The more you fail, the more likely you are to exceed. I have failed so much in life, and. Look where we are now we're getting there boys. So you know what if you fail it's okay just keep trying. I think my school's motto was it's okay to try and fail and try and fail again but it's not okay to try and fail and fail to try again. So thank you my school for that lovely motto that has followed me into adulthood. Um let's what else can I look at here? Let's see. Ooh. Oh, I would agree with this one. Number nine on this paradox at its true list. The more connected we get, the more isolated we feel. This reads, despite being in more consistent communication than ever, uh, research finds that an increase in loneliness and depression in the developed world over the past few decades. There's like increase in that, which is interesting because when you think about it, we live in the digital age like nowadays. Like I feel like it's so easy to contact whoever you want at the touch of your fingertips. I mean, I'm not like, I wasn't around when like, you know, like the rotary phones and like the big old like Verizon phones were a thing. But, you know, cell phones were kind of new whenever I was a kid. That's the thing. So, I mean, I'm still used to not like when I grew up, we didn't have like Instagram immediately on our phones. We didn't have like uh, other social media available on our phones. Like sometimes you could get the internet and like that cost extra and like texting messages cost extra as well. And like back when you'd like, press the button three times to get the C instead of, you know, having an actual keyboard in different languages as well. But like nowadays living in this digital age, you know, you can do so much so fast, like at the touch of your fingertips and it's so easy. But I would agree with the fact that I feel like that would be increasing the loneliness in the average person's life because it's like when you sit down, at the end of the day, all you're doing is stuff on your phone, not with real people. So, I mean, like, I feel like being so drawn to our devices in everyday life with like our connections and whatnot kind of takes away from real life interaction which makes you feel more isolated and lonely that's just my take on that mm, thank you thank you um let's see Hmm. the best way to meet someone else is to not need to be with someone else I kind kind of get this one, but at the same time, I would also like to disagree on this one. Uh, This reads, the defining theme of my book on dating was non-neediness and how that plays out in our relationships. The fact remains that the best way to find a relationship committed or otherwise is by not needing a relationship to be happy and investing more in yourself. While this is very, very true, um, it is a fact some people just do have low self-worth. And, you know, sometimes people are dependent. Not everybody I know in life is an independent person. Sometimes people are very dependent. And so, you know, I feel like when it says the best way to meet someone else is to not need to be with someone else. It's true. And it's also not true for different cases. I mean, every person in the world is different. Everybody's going to have different… What's the word I'm looking for? Do I speak the English? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they love language, that's a different thing. I mean, you know, some people have different love languages and I don't know, being needed by a partner or like being dependent on someone is just some ways that people are. So, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see what's number 20 on this list. The only constant is change. Wow. Well, yes. <laughs> It's one of those little statements that feels really profound but doesn't actually mean anything. But it's still true. I would agree with this one. Wow! Okay, no. But the only constant is change. Which is very true. Because even though, you know, there's that uh, saying that history repeats itself. And while that is true, um, history is constantly changing, though. That's the thing. Granted, it might go into a cycle. But that cycle still permits, like, change. It's like, uh, what is it? Mitosis? (laughs) Like, you know, the cell is constantly changing. Granted, it's a cycle, but the cells are constantly changing. So, I mean, the only constant is change. Wow. And I remember the word mitosis. I'm so proud of myself. Wow. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump into something called the Fermi Paradox. And it's basically just a theory about, I guess, extraterrestrial life. And the whole paradox of this being like possible to even exist and like the effects would happen on Earth and everything. So there's just some theories we're going to jump into regarding this Fermi paradox. Uh, The first being that aliens never uh, came to Earth because of a physical difficulty that makes space travel infeasible, which can be related to astronomy, biology or engineering, which is Interesting because, you know, interesante, Sorry, it was interesting because typically whenever you see like extraterrestrials portrayed in like our um, pop culture, we tend to think they're like like scientifically advanced, culturally advanced, like biologically advanced as well. So it's interesting to hear that there's a theory that like aliens never came here because they were unable to for some reason due to astronomical, biological or engineering reasons. Gives you some food for thought. Because I'm someone that does believe in aliens. Do you believe in aliens? Drop a comment. Do you believe in aliens? Why or why not? Like, I'm... If you believe in aliens... Uh, wait, if you don't... Do some more thinking at 3 in the morning. I guarantee you, you will uh, change your mind. Anyways, uh the second part of this uh, Fermi paradox is... Aliens chose never to come to Earth. And honestly, that's kind of smart. Um, but... <laughs> I mean... If There are extraterrestrial beings, and I mean, you know, this is something I do think about. Not often, but often enough. We are on planet Earth, which is in the Milky Way galaxy, which is only one galaxy out of several in the universe and space. And so there is a large likelihood of a galaxy that is exactly the same as ours existing somewhere else. And then if you think about it, we don't know how many, like, Universes, so to say, exist in like... Oh wait, no, maybe universe is the wrong word. But like, there could be so many other solar systems and galaxies and whatnot that exist in this grand scale of... Hello, plant. Um, life itself. So I feel like if extraterrestrials happen to find a planet with more advanced human human species, no. More advanced uh species than us human beings and the planet have more resources because... Global warming. Um, yeah, and they chose not to come to Earth because that planet was doing better. I would do what the aliens... I will go to that planet. That planet's doing better. Why would you want to come to a planet that is slowly but surely dying? <laughs> but, hmm, interesting. And then the third little um, bullet point we're going to touch on is advanced civilizations arose too recently for aliens to reach us. I guess it means like the giant jump in like... Um, I don't know, like technological advances that mankind has made. I mean, specifically here in Korea, Korea has jumped so fast when it comes to like technology and whatnot, because it's like, uh, what was it? We talked about this before. It's like, how, how many years ago was Talk like Talk invented? Like 2010. So about 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because it's, like, in itself here in Korea, like, I mean, you guys know the messaging app Kakaotalk? Like, that was invented 10 years ago. And that in itself just kind of, like, sent the, um, that's word I'm looking for. I don't know. That just kind of skyrocketed, like, how people, I guess, communicate in a technological way. And, you know, of course, it's not just apps and everything, but, like, phones. If you look at phones, it's crazy how, like, advanced they're getting. Like, I mean, yeah that's my friend hello denny secret number but if you look i mean like two cameras on a phone back whenever i had my stupid little lg flip phone and like it had like a horrible exactly you just be like i can't see the screen but (sighs) put that on facebook later put that on my (laughs) face but like back when i had a stupid little flip phone the camera quality was like what 140p like whatever the lowest youtube setting is think like that but now we up with like two cameras, three cameras, four cameras. I think there's an Android coming out with five cameras or something. And I'm like, huh. And like, those are so amazing because they almost work to the extent of like, like a medium brand, like actual camera camera itself. And I'm like, huh. So I'm like, I feel like that could be true that maybe humans are getting a little too smart for aliens for them to possibly not visit here. But at the same time, I feel like aliens are probably smarter than us. <laughs> They're existing in space somehow, and we have not succeeded to do that. So, <laughs> And then the fourth one is aliens have visited Earth in the past, but we have not observed them. Yes, this brings me to my reptilian elite theory. <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all know what reptilians are if you don't. Let me uh, read you a definition real quick. <laughs> um, So reptilians, um, also called reptoids, lizard people, reptiloids, saurians, and draconians. Um, are purported reptilian humanoids that play a prominent role in fantasy, science science fiction, uh, UFO, ufology, and conspiracy theories. Uh, the idea of reptilians was popularized by David Icke. I'm assuming David Icke. David Icke, a conspiracy theorist who claims shi- shape 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 <laughs> shape shifting uh, reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. Um, he has stated that on multiple occasions that the world, many world leaders are or are possessed by so-called reptilians. So, uh, and the paradox of aliens having already been to Earth, but we just didn't recognize them. I feel like that is possibly something that could be true, not just in reptilians, but it just made me think of the reptilian elite conspiracy theory. But, I mean, uh, what was the movie? It's... um. You guys know I'm an avid David Bowie fan. The Man Who Fell to Earth. It's a really old movie with David Bowie in which he is an alien, in fact, that takes on human form. And if I remember correct, his, his alien form does kind of look a little um, reptilian. So we love reptilian David Bowie. Anyways, but I feel like it is a possibility that aliens may have already visited Earth. Or there are aliens currently among us that look like humans. Because nowadays the human race looks so diverse. Anybody could look like anything and it's like, yeah, that's that's just a human. That's just my neighbor Sean. Like <laughs> nothing weird. Nah, Sean's not a part of the reptilian elite, no. <laughs> like who's Sean? That's my youth pastor, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Sean. Hi. Um Hi Sean, but yeah, no. I, mean, I feel like there could be aliens among us in this day and age, right now, 2020, and we wouldn't know it unless you, you know, approach them and it's like, hey, friend, are you part of the reptilian elite? And they are just like, no, and it's like, yes, you are. So I'm gonna move on now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, on this lovely talk about aliens and the paradox of them possibly existing, having been to Earth, maybe they exist. Maybe they're the reptilian elite. Um, We're going to take a little song break. I bring you Let's Dance by David Bowie, my favorite reptilian. yes did you enjoy that song by my all-time favorite artist david bowie and part-time reptilian because i love david bowie we're gonna hop into some questions that y'all had for me um yeah so let's go uh let's see trishy asks what's your happiest memory and which of your five senses reacts to it most profoundly oh profoundly that is an sat word love that um my happiest memory I don't know. I have several. I'm very grateful to say that I have several happy memories, but um, I think one that I could think of is I went to a concert in 2017 with three of my friends and um, it was just really fun. Like, I don't think I've had, I mean, I've had genuine fun before in my life, but that night specifically was just so genuinely just like fun and just like, chill it was laid back like we were all just like losing our dang minds it was just so chill like we didn't care we didn't care like if anybody was staring at us weirdly or like it's it's just whatever you know when you're there to see dude bros you're there to see dude bros like it was just it was just a really fun concert I mean I have several memories but that one kind of came up first but it was just a really fun night but like which one of my five senses reacts most profoundly (sighs) Probably my ears because we were like dead center in the venue for it. So I can remember like, I mean, the sound of course was really loud. It's a concert. But like, I can remember like hearing literally everyone around me like screaming and going crazy. And like, I remember hearing, I mean, I can remember like just bits and pieces of this concert itself, but it was really, really fun. Really happy memory for me and my ears, my sense of hearing definitely reacts the most profoundly to this memory and then moving on to another question from jasmine wyatt Um, if you have to share a room with someone from anyone that you know who would you choose to be your roommate um i'm gonna take this as like if i know someone personally versus someone i know of because if it's someone personally here's the thing Like, um, before I knew what life had in store for me, back when I lived back home in Oklahoma, my friends and I, we were all actually talking about uh, moving to LA and renting a house together. So, I don't really think I could choose, like, one of my friends back home because we're all just, like, ride or die gang gang. So, probably my friend group and maybe go through with that uh, rent-a-house plan with them. But if not my real-life, like, bestest buddies, then somebody that like i know of hmm hmm How is, like, top 3 contenders top 3 contenders okay one would be hyuna cuz her fashion is like fire and i would probably steal her clothes without her knowing i'm sorry i apologize in advance um so maybe hyuna or oh my gosh Oh my gosh! Uh, Naomi Smalls. If you guys know who that is, if you don't, Naomi Smalls is a drag queen and honestly, skinniest legend. I mean, I think maybe, I think maybe Naomi would have some clothes that I could fit into, mayhaps. But Naomi's just very tall, and I'm not. But um, and then third, third, um, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Oh, my wrist just popped. Um, maybe. Okay. Well, when it breaks down to what kind of roommate am I, I don't really know. I've only ever lived with two people in my life, and that's when I moved here to Korea. Uh, I tend to stay in my room a lot, not gonna lie. I, I tend to kind of keep to myself. But, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a particularly loud person to live with. I, okay, yes. If you are someone that gets, oh wait, if you get creeped out easily, I would not suggest living with me because one, I do talk to myself a lot. And apparently if I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I look horrifying. Apparently I look like the little exorcist goes through like the ring, just skittering along the floor, just hair like, eh. so if you get scared easily, I don't think you want to live with me. But what I'm looking for in a roommate, what I'm looking for in a roommate, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess just a shared sense of responsibility and someone that's not super loud. That's it. I mean, in regards to like wanting to be best friends with your roommate, it's like if I'm already friends with them before I move in, that makes sense. But like if it's just like I got to find a roommate out of nowhere, yeah, of course I want someone I'll be compatible with. I mean, I'm not looking for us to be like immediate best friends, but like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, over time we'll get to know each other, make sure our personalities are compatible, ENFPT, what, what. But, you know, and also I gotta see what like their um their rising sign is. Moon and sun. Yeah, but what's your rising? <laughs> that's what matters. I'm a rising Taurus, so it's kinda like, hmm, hmm. But yeah, let's see. Yeah, so I feel like that's just kind of the gist of what I would choose for roommates and whatnot. I I lived with my parents twenty-one years of my life. <laughs> so I'm not really great at roommates and roommating. But yeah, um, on that note, don't forget to send us your questions with the hashtag Hedig. Um, and let us know what should be our next big question for our next session. And also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter, which is at The Dive Studios. And then YouTube, which is also www.youtube.com slash Dive Studios. But also, for the full-length episodes, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, it's youtube.com slash Dive Pods. Yes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share with your family, your friends, your neighbor, your favorite English teacher. I don't know. Yes. And um, breaking news. If you did not know, Dive Studios now has a TikTok. So go follow that. It is um, at Dive Studios on TikTok. So of course, you know, check out what's going on there. I should probably check that out when this is over. But yeah, we got a TikTok now. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. And until then, I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.
1: How did I get here with Jay?
2: (laughs) Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Go to Biooptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust.